You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey, this is a shout out to all pharmacy owners out there, your champions of your community during this pandemic. Your pharmacy is more important than ever before. There's a product out there I'd like you to take a look at. I'm talking about the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack. For the same copay for your patients as pen needles alone, the UltiGuard Safe Pack provides 100 premium pen needles and a sharps container all in one. When pharmacies dispense the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, they see consistently higher revenue and higher margins. Check this product out today and let us know what you think. Go to www.ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. That's ultiguardsafepack forward slash podcast. You can get a free sample pack on the website. Thanks for all you do as frontline healthcare providers. And thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Podcast Nation. Welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast. This is founder of the Pharmacy Podcast, Todd Urey. Today's really an interesting episode for those out there that are doing some things in real estate investment and also those pharmacy owners, pharmacy operators who are expanding your own pharmacy operations. Or better yet, as we've talked with many of our uh, pharmacists, owners and operators before about starting a pharmacy. So if you're in the business of pharmacy, if you're in a large uh, retail chain and you thought what it would be like to start a pharmacy operations, a component of that is choosing your location, choosing the real estate, and obviously partnering up with organizations like RX Ownership or First Financial Bank to really help you put that together. But that real estate part, that's really a big part of this because as we all know, the old saying is location, location, location. And with that, I'd like to welcome really someone who built an empire, somebody who's very interesting to me because of his entrepreneurial spirit in growing a real estate empire that focuses on the healthcare professional. CAR is the nation's leading provider of commercial real estate services for healthcare tenants and buyers. And every year, thousands of healthcare practices trust CAR to achieve the most favorable terms on their commercial real estate transactions. And they handle leasing and purchasing negotiations for providers of every special uh, specialty and size. I'd like to welcome the CEO and founder of CAR, uh, Colin Carr. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast, Colin. Great to be here. Hey, so before we get into some questions, because we've had audience and listeners who are in the real estate investment side, I'd like to give a shout out to Tyler uh, Dalton, who is a, a PharmD and he's in, in real estate and really an interesting guy in, in entrepreneurial spirit. I'd like to start with you. How'd you get into this business and why did you choose the healthcare provider to really become um, uh, someone who could really um, thrive just in that healthcare space? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll try to give you the condensed version. 
I was interested in real estate after high school and I started managing apartment complexes when I was 19. I did that for a couple of years uh, back in Michigan where I grew up, moved to Colorado uh, in my early 20s, uh, managed more apartment complexes. I got my broker's license when I was 23 and went into working for large retailers such as Walmart, Wendy's, Blockbuster, you know, large names. I had the chance to work in retail. I had the chance to work in office and in industrial. And by default, an ownership group that I had done a lot of work for bought a medical office building. And that was my entry into the healthcare space. What got me focused exclusively on healthcare and what got me to start our company in 2009 was that I had a handful of experiences working on the landlord side of medical office buildings and working with healthcare providers we're working with a pharmacist and an ENT and a plastic surgeon and dentists and all sorts of providers that were in a handful of different medical buildings that I leased. And that was simply this landlords were crushing the healthcare providers that were not professionally represented. And the difference between what someone who had professional representation that had a strategy and a posture and they knew what they're doing, the terms that they achieved compared to the healthcare providers, that were taking the do-it-yourself approach or just trying to figure it out as they went, the difference in the deals was literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hmm. And so I had I had a couple experiences where uh, I was working for a, a large landlord, a publicly traded REIT, a real estate investment trust, a place where you give money to them and then they buy real estate just like you'd give you know money to a stock and then they would use it to grow their company. And the landlord asked me a couple questions on a lease renewal with the doctor. I was working for the landlord. The asset manager asked me, he said, does the, does the tenant know the market? And I said, no. He said, does he have representation? No. Is he willing to move? No. And long story short, the lease rates, they were advertising the public were $24 a square foot. This doctor was already paying $29 a square foot. So he was already way above market. And the landlord responded to me, he said, go back to him at $31 a square foot. And the summary there was the landlord's game plan was to capture the highest lease rate possible and to give as little as possible. And so I had a couple of those interactions where, and I understood what their, what their, their target was. I mean, it makes sense. You try to do the best you can with your investment, but the difference of what they were going after these unrepresented tenants was so egregious compared to what and, and how they would treat people that had professional representation. So I had a couple of those transactions that, that landlords just crushed the tenants and I, I saw the need for healthcare providers to have exclusive representation where someone was protecting their interests and helping them level the playing field. And so I launched our company in 2009 with the double niche of only healthcare and only tenants and buyers. It's rewarding to hear someone who took an opportunity where there was a need and really created an interesting business to it. Real estate is so wide standing and there's so much that goes into it that many people just don't get. But then when you dig down into healthcare, and if I said to you, hey, I'm a, um, a, a person who's put together a team, I have a partner, uh, two other people, we're pharmacists and we wanna create you know, a really interesting community center with a pharmacy in it, and we need you to help guide us. With, with your experience since 2009, that's interesting, that's when we started the pharmacy podcast as well. And, and you saying to them, we know exactly the type of environment that we should be placing and or what building or what structures to be looking for, because you kind of know the model over and over again. So it's not like going to 
you know, the, the average realtor who doesn't have any specificity on the needs of a pharmacy and, and or a healthcare building or a medical practice or even a, a dentist office where you're able to really hone in. Um, over the years, what uh, sector of healthcare have you really gravitated towards? And then we definitely want to hear some pharmacy stories. Absolutely. I started doing dental and medical. Those are the two main transactions that I worked in. And then that quickly expanded into optometry and veterinary, physical therapy, chiropractic, and pharmacy. In fact, a pharmacy deal is one of my first healthcare transactions I did. Uh, today, we have agents coast to coast, and we, we service all healthcare. If it's healthcare related, we'll, we'll take care of it. We have certain departments or divisions of our company that specialize in just representing physicians or dentists or veterinarians. And so we lean upon them for, uh, for industry standards and concepts like that. But our agents are trained to handle anything that's healthcare related. And then we've got the resources to make sure that we understand their needs, their requirement, and that we can leverage that to help them capitalize on their transaction. Something else that you mentioned in notes that we passed before the recording, and that is the ability to talk with the future pharmacy owner or the existing pharmacy owner that wants to expand, possibly a second, third, the 10th location that they're looking for. And you give advice on purchasing or leasing. Definitely go into that too, because I'm sure that there's question marks in, in many operators who are excellent in running a pharmacy, but not necessarily deciding if they should be leasing or, or owning property. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. One of the things that we encourage every healthcare provider to do is not make up their mind before they've gone to the market. Don't predetermine saying you have to lease or you have to purchase. Don't, don't try to make a blanket statement in the market before you've been educated. We encourage every client to let's define the requirement. Let's figure out the things that are the most important to you. We'll leverage our market information against your requirement. But then the game plan is you want to go to the market and you want to look at your top options, your top options to lease, your top options to purchase, whether that's retail, whether that's office, be it a standalone building. The game plan is you collect the market information. You figure out what properties make the most sense for you. Your agent whittles those options down so that you get down to only concepts or properties that make the most sense for you. And then what's unique about commercial real estate and what's different than residential is in commercial real estate, it's the standard to negotiate with multiple landlords or owners simultaneously. And when you do that, you get a much better perspective on the market. You get to see what it would cost if you wanted to relocate your, your, your office to a new space. If you wanted to purchase and you want to start comparing a purchase versus a lease, and you want to start looking at detailed numbers such as what are the tax deductions, what's the depreciation, how much principal pay down am I going to receive per month, and then you start comparing them saying what's the, what is the true effective cost of owning versus leasing, and when you get into that level of detail, you have the ability to make an educated decision. You're not just guessing or wondering if it would make sense or not. You know for a fact either this property makes sense or doesn't make sense, and you know from the economics or the financials uh, what this property looks like. Are you going to have it paid off in 15, 20 years? Are you going to get an extra thirty to forty thousand dollars per year in tax deductions, which dramatically changes your personal financial situation? You know what's the effective cost of owning versus leasing? Those concepts get answered when you look at all your options, you do your due diligence, and then you negotiate with multiple owners or sellers simultaneously. 
And that's a unique approach that a lot of people don't understand. They usually go after just one property, lock onto it, and they, they never experience the benefits of getting landlords to compete and of, of really weighing options against each other. In the show notes, we're going to have links to car.us and inside the show notes, we're going to have where you can get a free evaluation where the car team will actually help you make some of those beginning decisions in order to make sure that your pharmacy is positioned correctly, that you're buying correctly, that you're making the right decisions and putting these deals together. So Colin, what about um, working with um, finance, financial institutions? And for example, one of our clients is called First Financial Bank. Are you, are you guys opening, uh, are, are you open to working with multitude of different providers of financing or do you have your own or, or what, what's that about? Yeah, we're 100% open to working with whatever financial institution has the best product. I am familiar with the group that you just mentioned. Uh, we typically ask the client, do you have a current relationship, someone that you have a depository relationship with? Do you have someone that you have a lending relationship with where you already have a loan currently? If you do, we typically start with those options, but then we always compare them against the market. Uh, there's lenders that specialize in different types of transactions, as you're aware. You know, we have certain lenders that they love uh, healthcare providers to purchase real estate. And I mean, there's some banks out there that if you want to go purchase commercial real estate, be it a $1 million transaction or a $5 million transaction, there's banks out there that will actually lend to you with 0% down. They'll actually pay the down payment required for the SBA, or they'll structure a transaction that works for you with, with very little down. So it, it depends on how much capital do you have to inject into the deal, what's your cash flow, what's your current position. And then we try to figure out how to match the right lender. But ultimately, it's, it's really a similar scenario. Let's get two or three lenders involved. Let's figure out which one has the best product and the best uh, situation for your transaction. And then let's, let's make a decision based upon informed numbers, proposals, et cetera. Colin, how has COVID-19 and this entire strange pandemic and this time in our, in our world history, how, does, how has that impacted the real estate game? Some areas of commercial real estate, it is starting to make a huge impact and we are predicting it's going to impact it even further. Other areas of real estate, uh, it's actually helped them grow. And so I'll give you an example. Although we're talking about commercial real estate, residential real estate, specifically single family, new construction is at record numbers right now. I live in Denver, Colorado. The residential market, especially in the suburbs for new homes, is in, in, in a lot of cases up to 30% higher in 2020 than it was in 2019 at the same time. So when it comes to certain areas of real estate, uh, they're absolutely exploding. When it comes to areas like industrial, that's not been impacted at all by COVID in my personal opinion, as most of those industries were essential and kept on going. Retail has taken a hit. There's been a handful of, of groups and companies and retailers that were not able to sustain the, the forced pause, if you will. And there's a prediction of a lot more retailers going out. When it comes to office space, there's a lot of large companies that are reevaluating how much office space they need. They were forced to work from home for a majority of them. And they realized in that process, they probably don't need as much office space. So there's a prediction of a lot of large office users shrinking their footprint. When it comes to the healthcare space, obviously the focus of this podcast, uh, it has not caused very many vacancies. The vast majority of healthcare providers have been able to hold on. They've worked with their landlords, they've worked with their lenders, 
and it hasn't had an immediate impact on the real estate market. We personally, I personally believe that it's going to, uh, that we're going to see a slight reduction and a dip in, in lease rates. We're going to see a little bit of room there and a little bit of a softening there, but it's not happened as of yet. And it's still, the uh, jury's still out to see what happens in the future with the election, with the economy, with the stock market. There's all sorts of things that really make a huge impact on it. And we haven't quite seen a, a, a fallout or a full, uh, a full restoration of where we were prior to COVID. So if I'm a pharmacist and I am looking to build a, uh, an additional income for myself and my family, and I, I'm interested in real estate, what's the, uh, what's the steps, what's the advice that you give a, a healthcare professional that wants to get into it? If you can start with owning commercial real estate for your actual pharmacy, for your office space, that's a phenomenal way to do it. If you already own a practice and you are going to be either paying rent to a third-party landlord or pay rent to yourself and have a mortgage and own it, if you can own it and the numbers make sense, the location makes sense, that's a great way to start. That's a great way to get into commercial real estate. You got to make a payment either way. If you can make a payment to yourself and it's the right location and property, that's great. A lot of healthcare providers will start with that as a first step. Another option is starting with a building that you occupy a portion of it, and then you can lease out or rent out another portion of it. That's, a, that's another great way to get in the game. Again, the investment is predicated upon your practice and the strength of your practice paying its, its mortgage each month, but it allows you then to bring in additional tenants who can also help you know, pay operating expenses, pay down principal, pay the loan, et cetera. And that's a great way to do it. And then third, we have, we have a, a number of clients that just set money aside and they've got money saved in retirement, money in investments, you know, maybe money in some, you know, some residential rentals and they want to get the commercial. And then we, we try to select the right asset class, whether it's an office condo, a one tenant office condo, whether it's a three or four unit retail strip center, uh, just trying to figure out what's the what's the desired injection or capital that you want to put into the property. How much money do you have to, for a down payment? What's your your desired risk tolerance? And then we try to figure out what's the right investment for that provider. That's good information. We have uh, several um, listeners to the to the podcast that are in fact into real estate already. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Dr. Dalton is a he likes to flip properties that he finds and he rehabilitates and makes them look really great. And then of course flips them. And I think he might even have some rentals, but I uh, myself have thought of partnering with pharmacists throughout the, the country and in, in doing some creative things in order to attract other providers and, and other physicians, even where they're wanting to expand their existing services and they want to build those healthcare clinics, which are in high demand based on the expansion of, of other corporate entities like Walmart Health, for example. I think there's such a, uh, certain places in rural USA that gives lots of opportunity for healthcare services. And I think led by a pharmacist or even a pharmacist physician uh, partnering team would make for a really good community investment as well as giving back to that community. Agree, and we we have uh, pharmacy clients right now that are doing just that. We have, you know, we have a client right now that has taken down uh, a, a piece of land and is building a forty thousand square foot facility to house 
his pharmacy, a handful of other businesses that he has, and then also additional space that could be leased or rented out to other providers. And we see that all the time. That's fantastic. Well, Colin, we're excited about this episode. I'm going to definitely get this out to as many pharmacists that are not only curious about expanding their own business, possibly opening up a brand new pharmacy and and really taking the right pathway to talk with people like yourself who's been through it over and over again to really help them navigate and not go through some of the pitfalls that, that you could probably hit and maybe even some of the mistakes that you can make as even first time buyers when you're trying to buy a, a healthcare commercial property. So this has been very valuable. I appreciate your time as well. It's been great. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. We were on with Colin Carr with car.us. We'll have his links in the show notes. And as always, we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Pharmacy Podcast.